are listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 052. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 52. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Mr. Smith, what up? What's up, girl? Hey, baby. Hey. I'm the one-armed bandit right now. You are the one-armed bandit. (laughs) That's a mouthful. Yeah, just got out of surgery 10 days ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so hi, everybody. Welcome to Joy Junkie Show podcast. Um, If you were wondering if you missed a pod last week, you're not crazy. We actually didn't release one because we... It's my fault. Oh, it's not your fault. (laughs) No, we chose to put your health as more important, which it is. So... um. I don't know if you want to explain it or like kind of you guys probably might remember probably might uh, <laughs> last year about this time Mr. Smith had a pretty egregious accident with his arm yeah yeah I broke it playing basketball broke the humeral bone several other breaks severed and the tricep muscle one break did not heal so I had to have it reconstructed redone all over again and you guys, when he says one did not heal, let me just tell you, there was what, like six centimeters in between the bone that had not fused? Nine. Nine centimeters. Nine millimeters. Nine millimeters. Okay, yeah. centimeters would have been gigantic. Yeah. Nine millimeters. <laughs> it, that, so he was, it, the humeral bone was basically being held together by brackets. Shoddy brackets too. They were all broken and. Yeah, I'm, I'm like not... you could have slid a piece of paper in between your bone easily. Yeah, a couple, yeah. a pad of paper. Mm-hmm. So let me just tell you what a stallion my fucking husband is. Oh, that he was doing. He does body work, massage therapy, and teaches it. So he was doing that for months with a completely broken arm, <laughs> and even the doc was like, Crazy. "I've never seen anything like this, and I've never seen anybody have zero pain." I, like, yeah, like even today, it's not painful. I just have a high pain tolerance. It's pretty crazy. So we've Except been... Except if you pull my hair. Stupid. <laughs> Mr. Smith is completely bald. But but that's been one of the kind of cool things. Like because of his arm, I, I have to help him shave his head because it's hard for him to... Can't reach it. Reach it because it's his right arm and he's yeah. right-handed. And so we have... But we've got it down from got last down. time. So you're my barber. Yeah, I've got that down and then... You know, like we have a little shower ritual where he's like, I'm ready for you. And I, I take the sponge and I get his one arm and get Come, his back. my left side. Yeah. And yep. then and then I let him finish. And then he's like, I'm ready for you. And then I help him dry. You know. Such a, you're a beast, man. You've been taking care of me so well. It's been Aww. nice. You've been uh, way more independent this way time. Way more right? self-sufficient this time. Yeah. And sure. uh, he just got back from a visit today and uh, everything's looking, looking like good. we're right I'm on. Looking good. staples removed. Yeah. Had the soft cast removed. Like um, everything's coming along swimmingly. Nice. 
Yeah, I'm excited. Oh my gosh, he sent me the picture from the doctor's office of the of the scar and like the staples and stuff, and I was like, Pretty "Damn, well. Gina!" <laughs> Forty-three staples. Forty-three. Forty-three staples. Oh my damn! That's almost your age, baby. Yeah, I know. A couple of months. Yeah, you're gonna be the big four three, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forty-three, yeah. right? Yeah. I just turned thirty-five because I think one of my I was talking about my birthday and one of the junkies was like, um, so you didn't say how old you are. So I'm guessing that you don't relay that information. No, that's fine. Like I'm so, I'm pretty fucking transparent. I'll yeah, tell you. You're 27, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the anniversary <laughs> of my 21st birthday. <laughs> no, um, I just turned 35 and I'm excited. 35. We're going to go celebrate this weekend. I know so it's it exciting. We've got a bunch of people coming to show their love. Yeah. yeah that's cool. So it's the second year in a row that I've had a birthday party with you in your cast. In my brace, yeah. No, my first one was in my soft cast. I know, that was rough. Yeah. That this one smooth. will be a lot smoother. And I'm going to try really hard not to make it all about me. Although it is about you. But it is mostly about me. It's about you. But I want to check in on your comfort for sure. Yeah, for sure. And and yeah. make sure that you're comfortable and all of that stuff. So, um, But yeah, and that's actually been one of the things... It, that I've been pumped about is that we have way more time to do the pod together. I know. It's awesome. And we've been toying around with the idea of a couples class. I I'm, know. I'm just kind saying. Of exciting. It might be something that comes up in the fall. Uh, get the buzz going. Get the buzz going. <laughs> <laughs> we could seriously get a buzz going and do it drinking. Like, Oh, my god! Have pour some whiskeys and be like, well, let me tell you how to communicate. We're just getting a little buzz going right now. <laughs> Yeah, y'all are gonna okay. And your partner. <laughs> Why? Why do you sound gay instead of drunk? <laughs> or like extreme valley girl? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm rusty. I haven't been in an improv class or Gotta an acting class. I'm, I'm yeah. rusty. Oh my god. All right. So uh, if you hang out with us on the pod <clears throat> in for any number of to- length of time, you'll know that we typically bounce back between life topics and love topics. And uh, one of the ways that we get our topics is our listeners. So if there's something that you've been really wanting us to sound off on, whether it's general life stuff or if it's, you know, relationship type things, we actually have a place for you to submit that. So if you cruise by thejoyjunkie.com, click on the podcast and you can get all the information that you need and let us know if you want to be a guest caller on the show. We actually need to do that. That was fun. We did that once. Yep. But we get a lot of ideas that way. And people say, hey, we want to hear about this. So somebody was talking um, about what the hell do I do as a single, you know, and kind of talking about the struggles of being single in um, in a climate that really applauds online dating. How do you go through that? You know, just like a bunch of uh, kind of the, the really like the mind fuck that goes into being single nowadays. So. Well, also being single in your 20s is very different from being single in your 30s, 40s, 40s 50s, 50s. Plus. Yeah, I, I Each do generation f- has a whole different category of what single means, culturally speaking. Uh, absolutely. And we, I think we carry weird burdens, in the, particularly in 30s and 40s. Yeah. Once I, this is what I see, is oftentimes when people get into their 50s and 60s, they're way more at peace with choosing happiness versus a marriage that sucks or um feeling you know there's more they're more grounded in as a general uh in general i would say i think you get more comfortable in your skin true yeah Yeah, good good uh summary there so today we're going to talk about how the hell to be a badass single 
badass singles. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Now, I will say this, first of all. Like, as you're listening to this, if you are single, and you're going, what the fuck are you going to tell me? You guys have been in a blissful, happy marriage for 17 <laughs> years. Um, so you're right. You're absolutely right. So I want you to really look at this from a place of uh, what do I need to hear and what do I need to learn? Because it will be, you can always discredit a source. Like if somebody criticizes you or tells you something you need to work on, you can always say, nah, you're just this and deflect and blame and make the other person wrong um, and not learn the lessons you need to learn. I don't think any, any of our potties are. No junkies? No junkies are going to be in that state they're way too developed they've they've been around you way too long okay cool so <laughs> just so you know i won't tolerate any of that shit if you come at me with <laughs> what do you know you know yeah so i'll shut that down real quick so i want to give you let's see what do i have one two three four kind of like five concepts to think about as it relates to being single and i think one of the things we were discussing this before we jumped on the air that I think one of the, the worst things about being single is really the mind fuck. It's the story we tell ourselves about what it means that we are single in our 30s and 40s. Or right. or any, I mean, really doesn't matter, any, any age, age group. Yeah. Uh, and it's the story that we make up and that we cling to. And we become our relationship status where we create an identity around that. Like, who are you? besides single like you are more than just your relationship status so what I would love for you to look at is could you reframe this in some way where the story that you've told yourself um, around your relationship status is what like first you have to identify that I'm damaged I'm not lovable almost always it comes back to not enough in some way not intelligent enough I'm not pretty enough I'm not witty enough I'm not educated enough. I'm not uh, uh, outspoken enough. There's usually something that you have, a, a story you've created around who you are and why you don't have a partner at the moment. Well, why wouldn't you? Why, I mean, it seems like a natural thing to do. Right. right. Well, I mean, and that's really the whole, the whole crux of what coaching is, is looking at the unconscious thought patterns Hmm. shedding awareness around it and then creating a new conscious thought pattern so for many of us we just create stories based off of our upbringing our environment past relationships um, experiences what we see in our society all of that so when you've created an unconscious story it just becomes part of your truth until you dismantle it and create something new nice I'm all about that yeah so um, so now, if you can look at the story you've created around being single at this stage in the game, and you go, okay, here's the truth that I have made up. I've made up that I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm damaged goods, I have baggage because I have children, or w- a divorce, or whatever. Recognize that nobody else is putting that on you. You are putting that on you. So the good news about that is you get to reframe it. Even if somebody else is putting it on you, you, you can still reframe that. Absolutely. Yeah. So what if you were to create a new story about this? So, you know, another, another thing that I have noticed about this is when people wrap up their entire identity into 
um, their relationship status. Like, I am single. They tend to wear it on their sleeve, talk about it with everybody, draw attention to it. Um, poor me. What? It, oh, well, I'm not going to bring a plus one. I never have a plus. You know, and I've found that I've... I never, and maybe this is just me, but I never look at people and think, God, they're still single? God, they're at their age? I never, ever think that. So I think, you know, and this is just anecdotally my assumption or my my thought on it is that I think most people make it way worse for themselves than really even what society is looking at you and thinking. And and granted, it's different for, you know, I have had friends who are singles in their 40s and their family gives them a real hard right, time. Right, that's what I was going to say. A lot of it comes from either culture or family. Right. And um, and it's hard. You know, it's difficult, when, I would think, to be a single person, see all of your friends in relationships, having children, you know, doing all that kind of thing and not feel like they're not included. Right. Or there's something know? wrong with you because right. you have, because this is the social norm, quote right. unquote. Right. But um, that's the perception that needs to be broken. Right. right. And one of the things that I always think is from our perspective, we very rarely see couples that are actually fucking happy. <laughs> Good point. So, Good point. and I've actually had a, this conversation with a girlfriend of mine who's single in her 40s. And she she says, like, I look around and I see all these people who have the, quote, marriage that I want. Right. You know, or, or the idea of marriage. Mm-hmm. And they're miserable. Yeah. And she's like, I know very few married couples who are actually happy. Sure. The grass is always greener on the other side, too, you know. It's true. It's totally true. Um, so one of the things that I think is really good in, in, in tandem to what you just said is, and this is another one of my points is give yourself the permission to want what you want, but keep an eye on your behavior. So I'm going to elaborate on this. I think it's very dangerous when we try to tell ourselves not to feel or desire what we want. Mm -hmm. So I would never say to somebody single, stop wanting a relationship or stop wanting marriage however don't do uh, behaviors where you are trying to manhandle this into existence so what I mean by that is you can allow yourself to desire marriage desire a relationship and always be you know having that as a goal it's a totally different thing if it is on the forefront of your mind where it's controlling you where you're always thinking oh is that an opportunity to meet somebody is that a da, 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 da? and it's always this agenda that's making you unhappy versus you just being able to enjoy excursions or going out or hanging out instead of feeling like there is an objective I need to meet this person I need to force somebody into my life well that's the old phrase of you know uh, as soon as you stop looking it will find you right right, right. right? Uh, there's definitely something to be said for that um so again it's it's taking responsibility for for your own behavior knowing that you are absolutely allowed to desire connection with another, to desire an intimate relationship. However, it it's um, it can be to your detriment if you try to force it. Mm-hmm. And it really never works. Right. It really, really never works. So if you're always stalking people out on your exes on Facebook or, you know, you're drawing attention to your single status, that's your behavior. 
you can choose to not talk about that. You can choose to focus on um, something else you're passionate about, like politics or your work or art or, you know, anything else. Yeah. You know, you can choose to not converse about the stuff that reminds you that you're not where you want to be or you don't have this thing that you desire. Uh, the same could be true for, um, you know, my colleagues and I talk about this all the time when we are looking at something we desire for our business. If we spend all this time comparing ourselves to others, looking at what all these other people are doing in their business, it only makes us feel more like shit. What if sure. we switched the focus to all the things we are doing, the things we are attracting, yep. the amazing connections we are making? Yeah. And then that, in turn, makes you feel better, which in turn attracts better things to you. So, so just watch your behavior. Um, also, it, this is this is another another major major component that I would love for you to just look at, and that is having a really rewarding relationship is only one way to find fulfillment. It is one avenue. It's one component of our lives that brings us joy and fulfillment right we are so complicated and complex as humans that there are tons of other things that can light you up and bring you fulfillment okay so what are those where can you the stuff that you can control what how can you turn um the volume up on that how can you spend time in your other passions again it's about what you choose to focus on. Um, so I find, again, that people get really caught up in this one method of fulfillment. So, you know, obviously today we're talking a lot about singles. But I do see people who get stuck where they want to have a baby, you know. And sure. they feel like my only way to be fulfilled as a human is if I make this shit happen. And then you see people who are devastated when they can't conceive. Right. And I absolutely... That breaks my heart because I know that that really is a desire of someone's heart. Sure. But it is not the only way to experience joy and fulfillment in your life unless you make that your truth. If you make it my truth that the only way I can ever live a rewarding, fulfilling life is if I'm a parent or if I'm in partnership or if I have my – we can – that's a story. So you can create the, a new story in which – you are fulfilled by many different things, some more more uh, deep than others. I will always be more fulfilled in relationships, whether it's family, friends, colleagues, than I am through uh, creativity. Right. You know, there's yeah. one. There's usually something that's paramount. Yeah. So for you, let's switch the focus on what is lacking and focus on what's abundant. What else in your life are you fulfilled by? What else lights you up? Like just the other day, we were rearranging furniture oh, yeah. and um, and redecorating the living room, kind of redecorating, hanging up some stuff. And I just, you know, refinished a brand new television armoire that was a big project for me. And and I was component so, cabinet, component cabinet, component cabinet. We were trying to come up with a new name for it. <laughs> uh, the TV's on the wall now. I know it's a totally different setup. Uh, but I really realized afterwards, like I was so fucking giddy and I just wanted to look all around the living room and just enjoy it and relish it. And I realized something about myself that I am massively fulfilled by 
almost anything beauty and aesthetic related. Yep. Like I can do my nails for two hours. Every, uh, you know, every part of our home is decorated. I have a ridiculous amount of like jewelry and makeup. If you look at my my notebooks and work stuff, everything is like a floral planner and my, you know, file system is all, you know, beautiful yeah, nothing files. Is and nothing's plain. And it's because, and I always called that, you know, adornment, that I have a value around adornment and decoration. But it, I've realized that it really is more about beauty. It's mm. about aesthetics, things that are beautiful to me. And so the point is, I get a ridiculous amount of fulfillment from beautiful elements in my in my life. Whether it's putting together an awesome new outfit that I feel awesome in. I'm like, yeah, I love shoes and jewelry. and Or if it's redecorating the house. So it, the reason I bring that up is I would love for you to start taking an inventory of your entire life and looking at what are the things that really, really light me up? And how can I draw more of that to myself right. or, or tend to it more? Sure. You know, a good analogy <clears throat> is stocks. Mm. Like if I bought one stock and I focused on the ups and downs of that stock, my life is going to be very tumultuous. I'm going to be riding the highs and the lows. And But if I buy a mutual fund and it's got that stock in it, I can I can still take my focus to that one stock, right? Or I can say, look at the performance overall. Mm. Look at how this one's doing really well. This one's kind of you know, mid level and this one's low. So I'm kind of in the middle right now. It's good. You know, and you can kind of manage your life by looking at it that way instead of just looking at one piece of that mutual fund. That's brilliant. Oh, thanks, babe. Brilliant <laughs> metaphor. Um, in, uh, you know, with the coaching model that I was trained under, they, one of the introductory kind of exercises, and I use it with all my clients and all my classes almost always, uh, is it's a breakdown of your life into kind of eight categories. Right. And one of the categories is your significant other. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at, you know, same thing, if you're looking at your life with eight major categories, major pieces of the pie, if one piece of the pie is not working that great, it doesn't mean everything else in your life is shit right that's so it's right. exactly what you were saying i love it absolutely love it cool another so, tool yeah so how can you <laughs> place a little bit more attention on some of those other pieces of the pie that bring you happiness and fulfillment another thing that i wanted to mention it's kind of like the fourth concept and this is really a perspective shift and instead of looking at a place of you know looking at a place of lack or what you don't have one of the things that I think is so beautiful and such a blessing about being single is you are at the point where you have the ability to completely pave a brand new path for yourself. So you can choose exactly what's going to happen, like who you are going to be inside of a relationship, what you will and won't accept, uh, what you will and won't tolerate. Um, the things that have worked really well for you in the past, the habits and the behaviors uh, and the triggers and the shit and the baggage from your past, you have the opportunity to move through that and work through that and take uh, and not carry that into your next relationship. Right, which is a big part of why a lot of people are single, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm cornering people, but if you're constantly thinking about the past relationships and how this one's going to be different you're carrying it with you. Right. Right. Whereas you can take those, learn from them 
and say, this is my, this is the person that I am, not necessarily the person that I have become. Right. 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 Yeah. And in fact, I, I, um, there's a quote that I say all the time and it, it is, you know, failure or, you know, pain without the lesson is just a waste, but pain with the wisdom is learning, you know, mm-hmm. that's where it's really, really about changing uh, the future. And yeah. I really believe, it's just a personal um, belief, is that we'll be presented with the same obstacles over and over again until we learn. So in relationships, it's super easy to go, well, that guy was a dick. Well, that's just because that bitch was so controlling. Right. And you you say all the things that were wrong with the partner or the partnership mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. dynamic and you don't learn about you, you don't learn your lessons, the things you need to change, the, the way you need to show up, the, the things you need to not tolerate or the things you need to demand or who you need to be, how you, the habits you want to take. That's a great with explanation. You. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like you have a bunch of baggage. We all do. And so it's a matter of going through that and deciding what serves you, what doesn't, what you want to carry with you into For the sure. next relationship. Yeah. Um, because you will get it, it. Psychologically, we know that there are certain things that are imprinted in our mind that are subject to uh, uh habits and uh, imprints from our childhood and past experiences that unless our conscious mind dissects them we just keep going right along with them and we keep taking them along with us into the next uh, scenario so it's up to you to do that work and actually the fifth thing that I wanted to share with you is really kind of a journaling exercise about that this has been completely influential in my life by the way continue uh, what do you mean Go ahead. Journaling stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, babe. Mr. Smith is doing one of my classes right now. I know you yeah. guys have heard me talk about... I'm doing the bring your thing. Bring your thing, bitches. Um, it's I'm amazing. Doing, I'm it's doing incredible. The, thanks. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. So he's been... Uh, I've been giving him all the, the modules and stuff behind the scenes, and he's been listening to the audios, and and it's been really cool. It's been... I've been just incredibly honored that you are... Um. That you're so gung-ho about it. So thank you, baby. So so number five, this thing is all about you, baby. Okay, so take the time, take this time to work on you and the vision of the relationship that you desire now while it doesn't affect anyone. Because it's so hard if you haven't created – like what you will and won't tolerate or what you desire or you or the needs you have or the wants you have. If you haven't done that, it's like you just jump into the next relationship and now you're like begging them to change or you want you want all these things rectified. But if you would have identified all this stuff to begin with, it gives you the opportunity to go, oh, red flag, that's going to be a waste of my time. Right. Are you going with a perception that you're okay and then you find out as you start getting further into a relationship that you didn't deal with something. Right. You know? Right. So true. So I have a couple of questions for you guys to just start start doing some personal development. Start working on you. So and and take take these and skew them, whatever works for you. Uh, so just a series of questions. What worked for you in other relationships? You know, what made you feel powerful inside that union? And then what didn't? 
And I want you to be as objective as possible. I and, and what I mean by that is don't look at it as a casting of blame. Like, well, g- I, what doesn't work is when the guy's a dick. Like, no, like, let's look <laughs> at, objective? Uh, you know, um, when we don't have enough time together or long distance really didn't serve me. Or um, I don't know if I'm cut out for dating somebody with a child. Or um, or maybe I have to have somebody who supports dating me because I have a child. Or, right. you know, you start looking at uh, what does serve you and what doesn't from an actionable place. Like, the, these actions didn't work. This behavior didn't work. Instead think, of going, that guy was awful. That chick was a douche. That, but, you know. Right. I think what you're trying to say is you need to get a little more detailed. Detailed and step even, outside of the person. Right. Because even if you say, I... I really need someone who supports me in my role as a mother. Right. Like, what does that support mean? What well, do you mean? Break yes. it down. Does support mean financial support? Does support mean just being there when I need you? Does support mean taking the kid to soccer practice? What does support mean to you? And what role does do you want that person to play in in that part of the mm-hmm. relationship? That's a great point. Yes. As specific as you can be. This is yours. This is your relationship compass. So you get to create whatever you want on this dial. Okay. And one of the follow-up questions I ask a lot of times with those sorts of things is, um, you know, like let's say you want support. How will you know? Mm, That's good. That's a great follow-up question. Like how will I know if they meet that need? Right. And that will help you quantify it a little bit. Like, this is exactly what I mean by support. Right. Because this is how I would know. Right. Instead of making it a picky thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I obviously, you're going to have a charge. You're going to have feelings about your exes. You're going to have feelings about dating relationships. But I really want you to lean towards the learning and skip the blame. I love it. Lean towards the learning and skip the blame. Yes. Write that down. Write that down. Um <laughs> I'll quote myself. Like, I love to fucking quote myself. (laughs) I have this amazing quote, and it goes like this. (laughs) I said this amazing thing one time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Not short of confidence, this one. Okay. So what are your strengths, and what are your opportunities? Where Where were you really proud of yourself in a relationship? Maybe you never forget an important date. You're so good about knowing what your partner needs. But maybe your opportunity is um, you don't speak up enough about what you need. Or maybe uh, you have an opportunity to be a little bit more vocal about what you appreciate about a partner. Um, Or expectations. I'll tell you, almost everybody's opportunity is to speak the fuck up, is to say what you mean often. Yeah, for sure. But take some time to look at who am I? Like if I was dating me, what would I say? Here, you are so good at this. And here's what I would like more of. Or here's some opportunities for you. And this is not about berating yourself or, you know, having a ship storm in your head. This is about I want to actively become a powerful person inside of a relationship. Right. And that's what I'm doing this for. Uh, what habits and patterns do you want to shift? Or there's things like, uh, for instance, w- women do this a lot, not 
not always exclusively women, but they will do um, where they are trying to elicit affirmations and compliments. So they'll be like, do you think I look good in this? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you like when I do this? Do you like when I do that? Do you... Is that a habit that you have? Is that a pattern you have that has not yielded the results you want? Right. right. Start looking at that. Um, here's a big one. Who do you want to be? Wait, can I go backwards real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that last one you said is a real big one because it um, elicits insecurity. Right. And that is one of the biggest turnoffs, male or female, Yeah. in any dating um, atmosphere is insecurities. Yeah. So when you say things like, you know, does this make me look fat? Or um, is my hair look good today? Or things like that. You're fishing for a compliment mm-hmm. to satisfy your insecurity. And people know it. Right. You know it. They know that that's what you're looking for. And they'll feed it. Mm-hmm. But it's not always like inside. They're like, oh, okay, here we go. You know? And what's cool is right now you're at this point where you don't get that from anybody. Right. You know? you. It's up to you right now to find fulfillment. That's very in, true. in your physicality, mm-hmm. in your intellect, outside of somebody giving you a bunch of compliments about it. And furthermore, once you do start dating or once you do get back into a relationship, what do you want to be different? Do you want to continue that habit? Sure. Or do you want to nurture a new one of finding self-worth independently? Sure. Um, For you and I, we've really changed that a lot. Sure. You know, and I will usually just say what I need. Like, I really need to hear that you think I'm gorgeous right now. Can you just (laughs) tell me that? Right. Like, I'll just say what I need. You know, but again, that takes, takes a long time. Um, but yeah, the, you know, if you get yourself right, yes, then you're going to make a much better partner. It's so true. I mean, we did, we did a, a big, um, vow renewal ceremony for our 10 year wedding anniversary. That's God, right, almost yeah. five years ago yeah, now. Yeah, that was cool. And one of the things that we both said, and we didn't know what the other person was going to write, but the, something that we both said was we love so much the person you are outside of our marriage, yeah. who you are in every other area of your life besides this union. Because you get to hold your identity and still be in a fabulous relationship. And if you are somebody who doesn't get your shit straight, you don't become your own independent person and you jump into a re- new relationship, that is where you get codependence. Yeah. Where I am, I'm valuable and valid only because we're together. That's where you get that. Instead of I am valuable and valid by myself. And you are an addition to my life. You are a gift. Write that one down. Jesus, there's so many. There's so (laughs) many. I'm so fucking smart. I can't take it. (laughs) And humble. (laughs) Marletta Inc. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So another question. Who do you want to be? inside this relationship how do you want to show up how do you want to communicate um another huge one what qualities do you want in a partner or a spouse and i've i've given this assignment to to people that i've worked with before and i've actually seen it yield some incredible results believe it or not i've been invited to like five weddings of clients by the way that's awesome um who who I didn't work with that I only worked with one of them and they like attracted their soulmate it was nuts. Whoa. But um one of the things that I always give them is what I call the soulmate factory where it is like you are walking into a soulmate factory and you get to pick absolutely everything that you would want in your life from physical stuff all the way to um emotional supportive financial stuff like all the things that you ideal like right. ideal order with the universe. 
And I told this to, to a friend of mine and she was like, yeah, but what if somebody comes to me and they don't have all those things? And then I'm like, awesome. Then at that moment, you get to decide if those things that they don't have are deal breakers or not. But the opposite of that is kind of what we were talking about just a minute ago is if you don't get really clear about what is or is not most important to you, you accept everything that comes your way because you look at it like a project or, oh, potential. I see the potential in them. Instead of looking at the red flags of, oh, there was a little bit of a dishonesty there. Dishonesty is a deal breaker for me. I'm out. I'm not going to waste my time on a fucking project. I would would go out on a limb and say that that's one of the main reasons that people remain single Hmm. is that they don't put up with stuff like that and the right one just hasn't come yet. Right. But I, you know, you can look at that as a virtue. Absolutely. Right. And that's how I would look at it is, you know, that virtue is going to lead me to the correct person mm-hmm. the first time. Well, and that, that you actually bring a really good point because I don't know why you're single. I don't know each and every person's story. Yeah. I don't know if you've got way too much shit from the past that's hurting you. Um, but what I do know is that the path towards happiness and fulfillment is always, always getting your shit straight internally. Right. Regardless of your relationships with your family, your workplace, who you are with an intimate partnership, it all starts inside first, period. So that's why I'm always pushing you towards Get your shit straight first. Be clear on what you need, what you desire, what you will and won't tolerate. Get your own self-confidence through a lot of this kind of work. Create a life and a person that you love in yourself first. And you will be amazed at what you attract. So true. And your tolerance for ridiculousness and stupidity and ignorance is so much less. You're like, I don't have time for that shit. I'm too good because I value me. I don't have time to spend with people who are rude to me, who don't, you know, fulfill me, who don't uh, see my highest good. So that's why I always do this. It's not, here's the dating site you need to do. Here's the magic relationship pill mm-hmm. that you take. Because it's not. No. Nope. Um, it's the same prescription no matter what anybody wants. It's get straight first internally. Um, but so, yeah, do the soulmate factory exercise and put it away. It's not like now I need to be on a hunt. It's just saying, here's my desires, and I'm doing this so that when I meet people, I am way more clear if they have the qualities that are the most important to me. And it's not about judging them. It's about standing in self-care and saying, no, in order for Amy to thrive, I need a spouse who values personal development. Like That is totally important to me. Sure. And thank God I have it, right? Yeah, maybe. so, so start looking at that because then, like, let's say you're like, God, you know, physically, I'd really like them to be six foot or I'd really like them to be Italian or I'd really like them to have, you know, traveled a lot or whatever. And then you meet somebody who has all the integrity and the honesty and all those amazing qualities, but they're not Italian. They're Jewish and they're short. And then you can go, okay, wait a minute. Is that a deal breaker for me? You know what? No. No. It's not a deal breaker. This person has so many of the things that I want that I'm at choice but if you don't know those things we just we seriously just walk into a bunch of projects randomly walking through them yeah and tolerations so 
And then finally, at this stage in the game, as a single person creating a new path for yourself, what are you committed to? And I'm going to give you a hint. <laughs> Look at the committed uh, behaviors around, I'm committed to taking a stand for what I do and don't want. I'm committed to speaking my truth. I'm committed to learning my, my lessons. I'm committed to always looking at my role in the matter. Um, I'm committed to uh, only dating people who I feel a real peace about the interaction. I'm committed to, to addressing red flags. Like what is it that you want to commit to as a single person? It's almost like you're writing this new story for yourself. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I've got. I love it. I love it, babe. It's a lot of meaty content there. I, I was, as I was doing this, I was thinking, Jesus, I need to do like two i need to do yeah like singles part two <laughs> like how the hell to be a badass single part two maybe call it doubles part new part new <laughs> <Part de. laughs> all right guys so i've given you lots and lots of stuff to to take and and as i've told you before you can listen to that listen to this and be like ah, oh, that's nice and hang it up yeah or you can actually bust out a paper and pen and do this or talk to another single friend and say, I want to create a new story. I want to talk about all the amazing things that happen in our lives. I want to stop identifying myself by my relationship status. Are you in? Boom. Let's do it. Let's it's do it. It's always better with a part, you know, with somebody else on your side. Like-minded spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Soul tribe. All right, kids. So that's what I've got for you today. Please. Oh my gosh. This is me begging. If you dig this show, will you please please leave us an iTunes review. It is, that is you begging. It is me begging. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on my knees, but I'm not I'm not above that. And no. I will bribe your ass. Yeah. I'm, I am not above like giving you shit for free. Okay, like this whole podcast. Right. <laughs> exactly. And all the other free shit on your website. All the other free shit I give out. But I believe in it and I feel so strongly that it's one of those things that we're just never taught. Yeah. And so it's the skills we need. So, so anyway, iTunes review. I would be so honored. Um, you can find out all about how to do that on my site. It's super easy. And you just open it right into iTunes. And uh, and then you click on uh, ratings and reviews. And anything that you would like to share with, with other prospective listeners would be so much appreciated. And again, awesome. you can leave us um, uh, any ideas or things you want to sound off on. I've had so many people go, oh, my God, you talked about my topic. I'm so yeah, grateful. Yeah, this was the topic off of. Yeah, this was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right, guys. So um, enjoy and come see us at thejoyjunkie.com. Get your free life and love digital kit. And until next week, here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh.